2: Just remind our listeners before we get into today's topics, which are many and varied. Mm. Tell us what, what the Stewart Group's all about. I mean, why did you just set it up in the first place? Or your dad set it up?
0: Yeah, Dad set it up. Uh, dad likes helping people with their finances, making sure they make informed, smart, wise decisions with their money, yep. and in their, you know, their financial planning. Um, you know that the, you know, the house is built upon rock, not sand.
2: Indeed, and you're still here today. How good is that? I, Captain, we are. What's the difference between what you do and what any old bank would do? Well, the banks have actually had quite a change. It was interesting. I was at a
0: presentation the other day by uh, Brad Olson of Infometrics and he was hosted by the uh, Hastings um, Business Association or the you know the council, and it was a packed house and it was, it was amazing because it showed that Hawkes Bay, but in particular Hastings, is top of the pops. Oh. like you know great growth, um, you know you know record levels of employment, you know like I know we've got that nationally, but this was showing that little old Hastings. Yes. Hastings is, is it. It's like cranking, which is fabulous. We should all be proud of that. Um, and it was interesting, at the bottom, by sector, it was actually showing that um, in the financial services sector that we were one of the only two employment sectors that had actually shed jobs. Wow. And the other one was just a smidgen off, whereas financial services has actually apparently shed, and Hastings had shed 220 jobs in the last 12 months. Wow. Um, we haven't shared any at um, Stewart Financial mm-hmm. Group, which is great. We've actually grown our lock or our family of advisors and support staff. But I think a lot of them have come out of the banks because, um, you know, if you think about, like I think about, say, Havelock North, if you were with um, ANZ or ASB and Havelock North, you no longer have a bank there. No. Um, so quite a lot, you know, there has been a contraction in, you know, in banking services, mm-hmm. and that's probably evident in that slide that Brad Olson presented, showing 220 odd jobs had disappeared from financial services and Hastings.
2: Well, those jobs being shed, do you think because that we're, because we're in um, almost a recession, or because uh, the banks want to automate everything and the want to do it on- online?
0: I think it would be more the latter, mm-hmm. um, because you know a lot of things have been centralised. The question is, has it gone a bit too far? Yeah. Um, So, for example, if I look at my wife's business where in optometry Mm -hmm. you have quite a lot of seniors, you know, you and I can, I mean, we, we have glasses. Now, the interesting thing is a lot of those people like to transact with cash Mm. because that's just the way they are. So the thing is, it's very difficult for a business like that that I just described to move to a cashless business because you've got a lot of elderly folk who still like to carry cash. So if you have a bank that isn't in your local area, that means each day you have to drive to that bank to deposit your takings. Mm. Um, Or you have a a safe and do it every couple of days But it becomes quite problematic So so yes, some businesses can go cashless And don't need to ever visit a branch Mm. Unless they're opening an account Or doing something interesting Where they need anti-money laundering AML They've actually (laughs) got to go to the bank, so to speak But for those who use the bank every day Because that's the nature of their business That's a problem Yeah, absolutely
2: I mean I know you 've been in business for thirty five years, and I might suggest that uh you could probably do your business online, but i uh, I think you are where you are today because of the personal touch that uh, your dad and you and your team are able to you know offer to the public there's yes. nothing better than coming in and saying, g'day, Nick, how are you going yeah, rather yeah. than going to your website and say oh well, let 's do the business
0: uh-huh, correct you will and, and it's interesting because you know some people may say, "Oh look we'll we'll centralise our services and we'll just kind of fly people in and they'll drive in on a monthly basis and visit clients. Well, that's fine. But in a period of the market at the current time as it is, where there's a little bit of market volatility and turmoil, you've got a lot of people that really would like to have a chat and have an interface with a human being, not some type of robotic instrument Mm. where it might be a website or some little chat bot on the website where you ask a question that Mm. gives you a generic reply. They actually want to talk to yes, someone. Yes, indeed. So if you think about, if in the financial services sector, if, if, you know, and across that banking sector, where you've thinned out the team of the advice team, those that can actually carry a discussion, it just means you've got less personnel servicing more people. Now, in a normal market environment, that is fine. But in a period where there's a lot of volatility and you have a rush of people wanting to engage in advice, there's just not enough people there to provide the advice it's like KiwiSaver, like the numbers when you look at how many clients some of the institutions have and they have no financial advisors Mm. so there's no one that the person can reach out to to take financial advice that becomes problematic it does indeed
2: yeah Alright, let's have a look at some of our topics for discussion yes. today. We're going to start off with Matariki. We
0: are, yeah. Well, you know, today is the first day, or this is the the day of recording today. is the 21st of June, so Matariki goes from the 21st to the 29th, and, you know, it, it holds significance being simply that it's the Māori New
2: Year. It's a time, like you say, for reflection and connection and future planning, which is what that, it's all about, isn't it? what would you for instance suggesting to people about Matariki I mean Um, well look
0: you know traditionally it was a time to remember those who've passed and to kind of help with Mm -hmm. the you know release of the emotional burden that um, comes with that and celebrating the present you know connecting with community and whānau and you know now that the you know the busy harvest was over and to look to the future so you know sharing learning discussion decision making so like in a nutshell what would be the things that I would consider from that so that's you know Um, An individual or family's goals The time frame and the values Upon which those goals were created You know, do that, does everything align? You know, what are the lessons from the past That we can So we can seek knowledge from the past Mm -hmm. That can assist us to avoid Future stumbles and the other one would be, you know, what are the environmental considerations? So, you know, when you think about it, Matariki, as my son was telling me the other day, if he was learning in his um, kapahaka class, that the stars are associated with different parts of the natural world, like rain, wind, salt, salt saltwater, freshwater, and the forests. So when you think about all those considerations, and, you know, Māori often do look at all of those considerations, multi-layers of depth, multiple layers of depth,
2: I wonder, looking at those, uh, those things to consider, and uh, one of ones which yes. really stands out to me is uh, lessons from the past and how we can learn from the past to avoid future <laughs> conflicts or stumbles. That's a great point. But why don't we? Learn? I mean, you know, you've just got to look back, and everyone probably remembers, regardless of how old they are, the nineteen thirty stock market crash. Yes, but we've had crash after crash after crash. Why don't we? Why don't we learn from that? Why? Why can't we avoid those stumbles in the financial markets? Some of us live in
0: the future. Some of us live in the past. Mm-hmm. Some of us live in the present. I know I haven't quite answered your question, but <laughs> what I'm saying is there are those that do think back to these major events, whereas there are th- those that say, no, no, because of the you know the nature of man and the fact that we're very very clever and we shape our environment, it won't happen again. Mm. I mean, there are those that firmly believe that. Yes. Like we, we you th- think about think about the statements at the end of World War One yeah the great the great war, war. To, the end war all wars. to end all wars yep. because they honestly believe that they said who would be dumb enough to start another yeah. world war again like honestly those statements you can read those from all the great politicians yes, indeed, of, yeah. of, of of the day, but then it did happen again, and it's like you know if, and if you think about the crash or you know market crashes or market volatility, yeah, we've got smarter in the way we do things, but human nature is hardwired yes, and you know, the human nature at the present time, I mean, if you look out there, you know, if we look out on the world at the moment, you've got um, the New Zealand stock market has done absolutely nothing in terms of a 0% return on your investment over a period of roughly 30 months now, mm-hmm. almost come out for three years. Mm. You've got the US market peaked on around, I think, it was the, I think it was the 11th of January this year, maybe the 12th. And since then, it's now back 22%. Mm. So it's come back quite a long way, and you sit there and you go, well, that's a lot of volatility. Most assets have come back. I mean, you know, if you'd had a um, an antique motor vehicle, you'd sold it, you'd had it valued at at Labor Weekend, on the Hawkes Bay long weekend, you'd had it valued. And then you went to sell it today dare i say it the price will be less yes indeed just the same as if you're selling some vintage wine you're selling a property you know your batch your commercial your industrial property whatever it was you went to market most assets other than cash have declined in recent months Mm. and the interesting thing some people will have learnt from those previous experiences that you and i have just spoken about but there will be a big cohort of investors that were not investing in 2008 because A, they weren't born, B, they had no money at the time, you know, and those, and potentially the lessons weren't passed on by their forebears to them about, hey, this is what happened. So it is easy for people to forget because if you've never been there, it's very, very hard to understand that.
2: Now, Matariki obviously is a time of reflection. Do you think it's a good idea, for instance, for us to take um, advantage of, let's just use Matariki as an example, uh, that time every year moving forward to reflect on these things we're just talking about?
0: Absolutely. It's a, it, it's a little bit like, so here we are with the Māori New Year with Matariki, and we're talking about a time of reflection, reflecting on goals, family, um, history, the future – well, that's that's what a lot of us do with our New Year's goals in the period of January uh, each year. So, so absolutely, it's always a great time to reflect, to check in, to reconsider assumptions, to reconsider our projections, and and where you know are we on track with the values that that you know we adhere to that we live our lives
2: with. I suppose the upside to this uh, financial uh, disaster at the moment is a lot of people are going to get rich as well.
0: Yeah, well. Um, there is always a transfer of wealth whenever there is volatility, yeah um, because um, some people head for the hills and they they divest assets mm-hmm. and they park them and they park effectively park the cash to the side, yeah, despite the fact that they've taken a loss, a potential um, well, it depends because some people have acquired assets a long time ago, mm-hmm. so in reality, yes, the asset values have declined over a six or a 12-month period but for some people they're still well up Mm. but imagine you park you park the cash to the side and the idea is that you wait until everything's calm again and then you get back in so you know when it's safe to go back in the water you go for a swim the problem is it's really really hard to know when it is safe to go back in the water because often the market bounces back very very quickly and most people a they're not ready b they might have locked up their cash in term deposit or they've put it into an illiquid asset that is difficult to sell and realise and get cash to then move back into the market again. So you generally find that a lot of people just get it wrong, and there's a huge transfer of wealth from the inpatient to the patient. Yeah. So the inpatient investor who's, who's um, looking to duck and dive and try to avoid the yes. pain or they just capitulate through you know, pure emotion, versus those that have a disciplined systematic approach and are able to sit through and ride out the storm. And you know here we are, we're in Hawke's Bay. You've got horticulture and agriculture, and viticulture. You think about those three sectors of they know volatility. Mm. You know, rain, wind, drought, they deal with it, you know, rising dollar, like labor issues of late. Boy many of them actually make the world's best investors because they're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's painful. They're there for the long this, haul. The, the, you know, and they can peel you off every drought period mm, in Hawke's yeah. Bay where you're just hunkered down, whereas those that have liquid assets, they're much more flighty because they can liquidate the asset. I mean, like, you know, you can sell your shares today mm-hmm. and the cash will arrive in your account in about three working days. Possibly less if you're faster. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas those who are in, in more Ill- illiquid assets like farming and intergenerational play, they don't think about it being liquid like that. They just go, no, this is just part of the
2: cycle. Bearing in mind the volatility of the share market, volatility mm. of the share market, why aren't banks stronger in the form of making it more attractive for you to put your money with the bank? I mean, you know, over the last few years interest rates on money have been pretty poor, to yes. say the least, right? Yes why uh, why aren't banks more uh, competitive and saying Look, we're going to give you the the old days eight percent, ten percent, all that sort of stuff? Well,
0: it's a really good question, but remember that a bank a bank has you know its balance sheet or effectively its its like ledger. You're thinking that for the bank to lend you some money, Ken, yep. for your home, they need someone to deposit funds to match up with that. Mm. So, if if the bank, if I'm the banker and I'm going to lend to you at five percent. I've got the costs of running the bank, and you know there's some risk that I take on, and I need to make a little bit of profit as well to keep my shareholders happy. Risk and reward, because not every year is a good one. Just like the farmer, mm. the bank's no different. Some would argue that banks always make money, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there are periods like you go back 2008, 2009. It was pretty bad. So, so even a bank needs to build in an um, unexpected profit, even though it may not always be there. But it, so going back to the five percent, so. They lend to you on the mortgage at five percent, so they can't go and take a term deposit at five no. because there's no margin. There's yep. nothing to run. I mean, how are you going to pay the staff, mm-hmm. uh, rates, um, you know, rental, etc.? So they might lend to they might lend to you at five and take a term deposit at three, and there's a two percent margin. Mm. Now the only way for them to pay investors more is to lend out at a higher rate. Sure. And the fact is that at a certain price point. Yes. Uh, people go. You know what? I just don't want to borrow anymore no. because I can't afford it. Yeah. So there's a, a you know a natural, nice, free market approach there, where somewhere in the middle the market will meet. You know, the Goldilocks effect. You know, not too soft, not too hard, just right. Yeah. And that's effectively that very, very competitive market for term deposits or deposit capital for investments. And just conversely, just the same, it's an incredibly uh, competitive mortgage market. And somewhere in the middle, they will meet.
2: All right, let's talk about volatility, playing the, the long game. Yes. And I suppose you've almost sort of got to have, well, you know, what they call balls of steel, don't you, in this day and age? Because <laughs> if you turn on the uh, the TV or you get onto the internet or you read the paper, you think, oh, my God, we're going to hell in the handcart, and what am I going to do with my money? And uh, I need to get it up because you can see it just going down overnight. Just before we came to where we talked we talk, yes. uh, loosely about um, about Bitcoin, and it's, mm. it's sinking through the floor, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well,
0: let's talk about the nor- let, let, let's talk about what I would call like the plain vanilla, like yeah. the the more mainstream investment which is, say, stocks and bonds, before we head into the kind of crypto alternative mm. assets. So yeah, yeah, the market is um, it is incredibly volatile, but it's interesting that as the market declines in price, the forward looking expected return increases. So if you think about it, are you reading about any New Zealand listed companies announcing profit warnings? Nope, I'm not. Are you seeing any New Zealand listed companies in the top fifty are being you know going bankrupt or liquidated? The answer is no. The profits are actually quite strong. The companies are, are transacting well. There are no major issues is what I'm getting at. so then you therefore you'd say, whereas if we go back to two thousand eight two thousand and nine oh, there were profit warnings. Mm. it was nasty. Mm. it was vicious. That's not the case this time. You've also got a very, very high rate of employment. So yeah, there are some issues out there where inflation's running at seven and people are getting a wage rise of three. One hopes that that will be a very short-term, hopefully not medium-term phenomenon, but, um, but it is there at the moment. But effectively, nothing's actually broken at the present time. But the market, as in like stocks and bonds, They are pricing everything in the future and computing that into a price today. Yeah. Okay? So it means that they're you know, that they are it's like standing at the bottom of Odaki Mount Cook. So when you're standing at when you're standing at the Hermitage and there's a bit of a breeze, right? And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I might need an extra layer. Well you can imagine being deposited or climbing up to the top of the mountain. It's going to be blowing an absolute bloody gale. Yeah. You know. And that's the difference. It's like when you're looking at the pricing of Thousands and thousands of companies and bonds, priced every single minute, that the market is open. You can imagine the volatility that comes with that, and that's what we've got at the moment. Whereas, if people step back from the box, they go, "Hey, it is a little, you know, it it, it is a smoother ride if you're not in the noise." So there was, a, and I wrote an article last weekend, and my son, who loves basketball, um, just peels off stats on basketball, just like. All the time. And it was interesting. So I've used one of those. And and it is. So if you look at LeBron James, like the great basketball player. So he averaged on every single game. And he had like a 19-year run of about 1,300 games. Mm -hmm. So on average, he scored 27 points on average at every game. Seven assists, seven rebounds across the entire 19-year career. So how many single games do you think... I mean, how many do you think, Ken, that he would have, where he got
2: 27 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds? Well, I'm lucky that I got you a note. <laughs> but, but that is a staggering answer. The answer is
0: zero. Yeah. So that's like saying if the stock market on average does 10% and bonds do 5 and you say, give me a week, a month, a quarter where it does exactly those metrics, and if I said to you the answer is zero, You'd scratch your head. Mm. well, And of course you'd scratch your head because you'd be like, but I thought, Nick, that, that's what the market does on average. And it's like, yes, it does. But if you boil it down to a very, a single game, a single day, mm. a single period, it doesn't match up with the
2: long-term average. Just about everything that you've said in this conversation about volatility, uh, just about everything you have said is positive. Yeah, so is. why is everyone pulling their hair out and running for the hills?
0: comes back to that, I, I said that it's hardwired into our human DNA, you know, fight or flight. And at the moment, there's f- flight. People have become accustomed to very, very low rates of um, having a high level of indebtedness and a low cost of funds. People are a little bit weary after the COVID lockdowns, because that's, that's a long time ago now when yeah. all that stuff started. And it just continues to roll on, mm-hmm. and people are still feeling the effects of that. Some people are just starting to struggle. And... There is a little bit of fear there. And naturally, if one had bought a home uh, in the last 12 months uh, and potentially overpaid as well, because you heard stories about people just going into an auction and just blitzing the room with a really, really high price just to blow everyone away Mm. so they could secure it, well, you can imagine you would be extremely Mm. stone-cold sober today and knowing that potentially you um, not only did the couple of hundred... Thousand that you overbid on the property Has gone But the whole market has actually come back as well So it does get people thinking mm. It's And again it's like the Matariki It's a period of reflection mm. And and Ken There is nothing wrong with that Because no market continues to go up In a uniform fashion Every year It, it just, just doesn't work do it. And it's healthy when a market pulls back For a period and reflects That is a good thing I know that there are some people, because of their timing, that is extremely painful and it is really unsettling. But if they realize that this is the natural form of the market in our primary boardroom at the office at Kadamu Road and Hastings, there is a graph of the world stock market over 100 years, talking US market. It's a really great data series. If you looked at the graph, it looks like it's a straight line. Mm, Yeah. But then if you actually go and walk right up up to the image, and the image is like double or triple a three whatever size that is it's massive it's a huge poster that we've produced but if you go and look at it really really closely
2: blimey
0: it's volatile yeah but it doesn't look at when you stand back from it and look at it from eight feet away yeah
2: okay crystal ball gazing uh, and you're the man in the hot seat you're the man who knows all about the finances how long before we start to come out of it i mean is this the start of that seven year cycle where uh, we're now going to be going down the gurgler for seven years and then we're going to come up again in um the-
0: well, if we look at kind of the residential market, that's a really difficult one because we haven't had a seven-year cycle uh, at all. It's gone on for a, a long period of time where it's been above you know, above average growth for a long period of time with pretty much no reset. I mean, it, yeah, it dropped, in, dropped in the global financial crisis for a small period and then just took off again. Other markets have had a reset in that particular sector. Um, but in terms of like um, KiwiSaver land, you know, like bonds, equities, listed property, then you'd sit there and say the the market will probably have a period of volatility whilst this tightening cycle of the banks, so the the inverse of quantitative easing, tightening, as an in interest rates going up, the market will be volatile until that, that period stops mm. because people feel nervous about rising interest rates. Mm. Whereas when the central banks around the world... Come to the end of that period, people will say, it's that kind of thing, it's safe to go back in the water now. Whereas at at the moment, you know, when you've got the US Fed Reserve last week increasing interest rates by 75 basis points Mm. in one sitting session. Our Reserve Bank did 25, then 50, then 50. That is, like, that unsettles people Mm. because people like surety and certainty. It's like, Ken, if you think, you know, like a horror movie, I don't particularly like going to the movies to watch a horror movie because I don't oh know why there's going to go' jump out of my seat. Some people love that's that right. they go to be entertained like that yes. whereas I'd prefer just to go to Top Gun because I know that um, you know you, you know. yeah it's 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 a it's different, and that's where there are some people that find this find these kind of market stats and this volatility they just ride along with it the kind of they the horror movie junkie. Yeah. and there are those of us that um that prefer different form of entertainment yeah, you like, you it's, like it's, sound of music, yeah. Yeah, sound of music. <laughs> yeah. but it all kind of comes back to that's why we always say to people look you need an advisor you need a plan you need to focus on the long term Yep.
2: on that note we're out of time just remind our listeners we want some good advice where do we come? you come to Kadamu Road in Hastings the black basalt stone with the Tartan
0: logo or come and visit us on the terrace in Wellington
1: information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge.